important to distinguish whether we're black or not actually wait well, didn't we already like well didn't we establish that already i mean if you can't tell that we're black then i mean i don't think it matters but <laughs> um, not not for the sake of this podcast anyway but before i get off track thanks for that <laughs> I, I do um, what i can today's modern media is a boon time for nerds. There's so much genre-related content, it's almost an embarrassment of riches. He was but, doing his Malcolm Gladwell voice. But is all this content really good? Or is, is some of it just empty calories? Today we're going to talk about, for lack of a better term, fan service. And since we've actually got all this stuff coming out, we've got like, Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars is branching off into all these different things. And I don't know, Power Rangers is getting a reboot. We're going deep into the Godzilla IP. Hold on a second. Power Rangers is getting a reboot? When, how no, have I'm I just, not heard I'm about I'm just saying things. I'm just, oh, saying, you're saying, I'm th- just saying random things with a, <laughs> with a new Pokemon movie on the way. <laughs> Listen, I do know they're expanding the Kong universe somehow for some reason. Like people are actually out here, like you know, they're 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 they really want more Kong content. Listen, I say it's about time because I I tell you I can't go outside on the street for like a second without seeing a Kong T-shirt. People are fucking <laughs> dying for more Kong-related content. It's about time. People like the monkey business. I don't know what to tell you. Fucking monkey business. Podcast is already bananas. <laughs> see, see, that's how it starts. One pun, we just get the snowball rolling. All right, but basically, <laughs> this podcast. I'm Teebs. That's Kid Phoenix. By yes, yes. Uh, we're both we're both black folks, black guys. We like nerdy shit. We talk about it on this podcast. This is what we do. Now, what we want to talk about today really is you know there's a lot of content coming and a lot out there on the horizon already given that we've seen a couple of trends as far as ip that's pointed at nerds and stuff pointed at genre at lovers of genre fiction or whatever you want to call whatever you want to call ourselves if nerd is too harsh a term for you then fine whatever just like all i would say to that is live in reality and understand what you are all right yeah what Listen, if you're a nerd, that's just what you are. You don't, don't, you know what? Don't say like enthusiast or any bullshit. You're a nerd. Just be proud of it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we might have to have a podcast on nerddom and yeah. have a, and, and, and defi- decide what our own definition of that is. But for right now, that's for another time. Right now, we're talking about genre content. We're talking about things out there and we what we've noticed is there's some good and there's some bad. I think a prime example of this, the thing that we're going to talk about first is in the Star Wars universe. So on the one hand, classic got, classic universe. 
but should we try to define exactly what we're talking about? What exactly do we think fan service is? Fan service is... I always thought fan service was just one of those terms that some dude made up in like an office somewhere and it was an excuse to pump out additional content for a specific subset of culture and you know make more money off of that one idea and obviously star wars is probably the easiest and most recognizable some dude at now disney was just like listen we should mine for all the star wars content we can because you know it's like bitcoin we'll just make money off it it's fine we just mine for bitcoin yeah but i think fan service is very specific like maybe like for example Actually, I can't think of a great example. See, that's my problem with this term. I don't know that it really covers everything that we're trying to cover, but genre fiction, basically big franchise genre fiction, what works and what doesn't. And the example in the Star Wars universe that we want to pull is The Mandalorian, which is set in the Star Wars universe, clearly aimed at Star Wars fans. And episode nine the rise of skywalker which is also clearly set in the star wars universe and aimed at star wars fans these are two different well one's a film one's a series it's it's two different kinds it's two different kinds of content but it's, it's the same universe i get what you're saying right but they're both aimed at the same group of fans they're both trying to collect the same sets of eyeballs they're just approaching it in two different ways and I think it's very clear to me that one approach is better than the other. I have not been a Star Wars freak for as long as you have. Um, I'm not as- a Star Wars freak. Hold on. Let me go on, let me go on record here. <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Way bigger Star Trek guy right here. We just well, lost 75% of our listenership, just you saying that. Listen, if, if people can't listen to me just because I wasn't standing in line in 1977 to see Star Wars, I mean, they could, I, I don't know what to tell you. But were, I'm, were you I'm, standing in line for episode one? I was standing in line for episode one. Then you're I fine. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. You have cred. Let's just, let's just move on from there. It's like, Tiva stood in line for episode one that uh, what, I, what I objectionably view as trash so he's fine. He's in the right, same boat to, as the rest of you guys. We're going to have to debate that because <laughs> uh, I think the sequel trilogy came along and redefined the parameters of what trash actually is. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, episode nine and the Mandalorian are both trying to attack the same audience, but they're trying to attack it in different ways. I feel like and, you should use a better word, a better verb than attack, but go ahead. Listen, I'm a very martial mind. That's how I feel. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Just stop. <laughs> now, people love the Mandalorian. They love it. Episode nine, and eh, not so much. Not so much with the love. <laughs> there are some reasons for that, but I think the main reason is that Mandalorian gets what Star Wars fans like about Star Wars, whereas episode nine is just trying to make a Star Wars movie, if that makes sense. Right. It's it's Um, trying to make a Star Wars movie just because it's got the name. Right. Episode nine would have you think, oh, Star Wars movies are about Skywalkers. They're about Palpatines. They're about all these different characters. These are the things 
that you need. These are the components that make up a Star Wars movie. You need these things. The story doesn't matter so much. As long as you have these things in there, it'll be fine. Not the right approach, in my opinion. The Mandalorian says, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to tell a story using a cover using a Star Wars universe covering, but the story is sound anyway, and it's going to work and it deals and it, it's coming from places where we're dealing with kind of timeless storytelling. Like I was saying, like I was telling Adia earlier, it, it clearly borrows a lot from Westerns, Western mythology. And that's what I think Star Wars fans really respond to. It's stories that we all know. They're it's not stuff new that stories. we're it's stuff that we're familiar with. I get it. I, I will say that I enjoyed Mandalorian. I enjoy it very much because it's not your typical Star Wars story, right? This is what this is why I like it. It's not like you said, the traditional Skywalkers versus Palpatines, Empire Republic, stuff like that. Like I already know about all that stuff. Give me some original thoughts and concepts. Like you have this massive universe. And I'm sure it's not just the Palpatines and the Skywalkers. Like, there's other stuff going on that I really want to know about. This is more movie parallel, but Rogue One I thought was fantastic. I didn't know too much about, like, the Bothan spies or anything like that. I just I just heard them referenced in, like, Return of the Jedi, but outside of that, nothing. But again, like, I, I appreciate the telling of the story of this one Mandalorian tribe. And, yeah, is it... How did you feel about the inclusion of a certain Mandalorian that has been in previous Star Wars movies that we thought were killed when they were eaten by a giant pit. I can talk about that. By by the time that stuff starts happening in season two of The Mandalorian, you're already bought in. Like, you're already in. When Boba Fett comes out and when a certain person comes out at the end of Mandalorian season two, it doesn't feel like a cheap stunt. It feels like right. if those things would have happened in season one, season one was good in that it built all the stuff that you needed for your foundation and your floor and your framing and all the stuff like that. The new characters you're throwing in in season two, that's just like your paint job. That's <laughs> like your trim. That's just the stuff that makes stuff look nicer. But it's not the meat and potatoes. It's not the bones of what you're building. Right. You're built something good. And I appreciate, the call, is, I appreciate the callback to like Boba Fett and callbacks to, you know, uh, Star Wars Rebels, the uh, the animated show. The the Luke callback seems, you know, a little a little shoehorned in, but whatever, I guess. I mean, yeah, but it made for a good moment. And if you're going to tell this story starting at this point in the timeline of Star Wars, I mean... It would kind of be weird if he didn't show up. Right. Especially if you're telling this story about kind of the continuation of the Jedi and things like that. Like, like how could you leave out the most famous post-Empire Jedi? Like, I don't see how you do that. The, the Mandalorian is very specific, like I said, and it's focused very well. So you don't feel that you get lost. You know what I mean? And that's what, I, and that's where I say it comes back to knowing what its theme is, knowing what it's about, knowing what the story is that it is trying to tell. I'm going to go back to my analogy about how in season two, 
they could do things like bring in Ahsoka Tano and Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker. Those things then just become the nice trim, the nice paint job of this house that you spent all season one building. In contrast, episode nine wants to start with the trim and the paint and all that stuff, but you don't have a house. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm doing is saying, well, this is some really nice looking trim. Wish it was fucking on something, but it's not. So, so, so what you're saying is, is that Rise of Skywalker and the Last Jedi were not good framing. Hold on, because <laughs> I, I think that's what you Last just said. Jedi. I did I... not mention the Last Jedi. Last Jedi is different, and okay. a lot of people are going to be ready to come at me. I think the Last Jedi is probably the best one of the sequel trilogy. And Listen, why? If they come at you for that, they need to come at me too. And I think I just explained why. Force Awakens, interesting trim, interesting paint, good no looking fucking structure. Listen, it was good looking. Oh, rims. actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. It did have a structure. It was just the exact same structure as Star Wars from 1977. So they took that same house, they took all the shit off of it, and put on <laughs> the new shit. And you said, wow, that looked like a great new house. <laughs> then they with 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 force awakens they literally put rims on a 77 pinto is basically what they did they did more than put rims on a 77 pinto I mean, they, <laughs> wait so you're calling star wars a 77 pinto well Come i mean it's star wars came, at least listen i'm just saying star wars came out in 1977 so i figured yeah, you but, know i, I yeah, pick a relevant car yeah, but pick a car that's good, not a fucking Pinto. All right, about? fine, whatever. So, yeah, it was built on the same pretty much beat-for-beat, note-for-note structure as 77 A New Hope. Rise of Skywalker was built on fucking a house of sticks. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that, the structure. I don't even, I still, I've seen that movie multiple times. I still don't really know what the fucking story. The Last Jedi has a store like it's building a new house trying right. to you might not like the house that it's building it is definitely building a fucking house it's and definitely problem- trying to it's definitely trying to build a fucking house there's cement there's bricks there's all there's, right. there's good stuff there's good foundational work here the i think the problem that people have with it is it takes the structure from it takes the previous structure and it says and eh, let's tear down a couple of these fucking walls here <laughs> let's get rid of some of this siding over here let's fucking try to change the interior a little bit and people are mad they're like no we like the interior the way it is stop fucking tearing down walls put that chimney back what are you doing <laughs> what so but, wait, what why what, okay here's this is always my question when something like like that happens Right, because obviously there were, you know, two different directors between episode eight and nine. If if the idea was to keep fans happy, why not just stay with some consistency? Like The Last Jedi was great. Why why are you changing head coaches in the playoffs? What are you doing? Okay. First of all, I'm gonna tell you something that is not popular. People don't like to hear it, but it's true. Keeping the fans happy and making good movies usually is not a thing that you can do at the same time. It's really not. They're trying to do two different things. In order to make good movies, you have to be pushing and out there and trying to do new shit 
And in order to keep the fans happy, you need to keep shit exactly the same as what fans <laughs> like. So I really don't know. I would say the Mandalorian does a great job of it because it strips everything down, tries to tell a new story, and then you can bring the the other shit in there when you want to. I mean, this Much- also this also goes to the fact that you know we just like we have thoughts about Joss Whedon, we have thoughts about J.J. Abrams too. So you know what? Let's yeah. just let's just leave it I there. Think, okay, I would to anybody out there that thinks the Last Jedi is trash. Let's say it was not part of this trilogy. Let's say they said it. I don't know. 100 or 200 years after this period and Luke Skywalker was not in it and Leia was not in it. Right. I don't think you would have a problem. I think the it's story the-, the way it is, the story the way it is, is fine. I think people's beefs are the way Leia is portrayed and the way Luke is portrayed. People don't like the direction that those characters went in, which, you know, okay, fine. But... Um, but ultimately these, but, you know they're also they're, they're old at this point of the star wars ethos luke and leia have seen some shit listen they're just trying to get they're just trying to enjoy their silver years and just enjoy what's going on right like i i, I don't need them as the 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 central encapsulating focus i don't need that where where's the where's the new generation coming in that's what i wanted from this from this new trilogy because of that, because of the backlash, we got a movie that is trying to make everyone happy and thereby made no one happy. <laughs> that's where you are. You know, you want to talk about, well, if JJ had had it all along, that's not what JJ does. JJ comes in, he starts things, and then he leaves. <laughs> that's what he does. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why you thought it was going to be any different this why time. Why was it going to be any different, y'all? Why was it going to be what he any does. different? He comes in, he's like, yo, I got a great idea. We should totally do this. You're like, yeah, let's get everybody on board. Then he's like, all right, well, I'm out. Like, what? <laughs> so what do we do now? I don't know. I Look, I'm just, the, I'm just the guy at the beginning. I don't know what the hell we're doing. I'm just the key grip. I don't know why you're asking me. Oh. But again, what Rise of Skywalker shows is a fundamental lack of understanding about what is really the thing that people look for in these kind of stories. What they look for is epicness, or epicness is the wrong word, but like it's not so much about Skywalkers and Palpatines and Mandalorians and Jedi and all those are that's just the wrapper. What people like are these kind of epic stories, good versus evil, characters on quests, on journeys. That's what it's about. And that's what Filoni and Favreau understand that I don't think J.J. got with Rise of Skywalker. So to your point, when talking about um, just centraling on like one character, with the sequel trilogy, right? They tried to make it all about Ray, which is fine. Was the execution just kind of flawed a little bit? See, that's the problem. The sequel trilogy is not all about Ray. I think it's one thing, and it's actually something completely different. Like no. the original, the original trilogy was all about Luke and his journey. The, right. The prequel, but the sequel the, trilogy, the prequels are all about Anakin and his journey. And like yes. I thought it was all about Ray and her journey in the sequel. But it's trilogy. not. It's, and it's now I'm not. just like, now I don't know what the hell they were trying to do with those last three movies. So as Ray, a Star Wars fans, I'm completely confused. 
Ray is not the main character of that trilogy. She shares the role of Ray of main cal- main character with Kylo Ren. They're trying to develop two characters at once in the sequel trilogy. See, you can't do that. In the original trilogy, they are really only trying to tell the story of one character's journey. Yeah, you can't do that. So it's mad. What happens? What happens with the Last Jedi is Last Jedi realizes, oh, this is actually a story about two characters. Let's. We have to tie this all together now. Let's make the interaction of these two characters the center of our story. Uh, so that means there's not a lot of time. So because you've got two main characters essentially in the sequel trilogy, that means that there's not a lot of other space for other characters to do stuff. So Captain Phasma, fuck you. You look cool. We got nothing for you to do. And we got Finn, we got nothing for you to do, so we're going to kill you off in the second sequel. Finn, get the fuck out of here. Sorry. <laughs> nothing. Here, here's a fucking space horse. Go. <laughs> All right. you Okay, you need to lay off the space horse. I've told you this a thousand times. You need to lay off the idea of the space horse. Just stop I it. I will say one thing about the Disney trilogy versus the two Lucas trilogies. The two Lucas trilogies have a degree of imagination and imaginative thinking in them that the sequel trilogies just don't have, and that's all George. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's what I'm talking about. In The Last Jedi, the space casino, people would not be wearing space tuxedos. George had made that. They just wouldn't. It's just not a thing that would happen. That's true. There would be some kind of weird shit. Like, look at what you, okay, look at episode three. Like, we're going to go, we're going to go to the opera. What's the opera? I don't know. It's just a weird ball of water with fucking dolphins swimming in it, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, that is some wild shit. But no, right, this at is... no point was anybody in a fucking space tuxedo. I, I will say, you do say this a lot about the prequel trilogies, and I definitely agree. And this is why it's a good example of like knowing what Star Wars fans want. Um, say what you want about Lucas, but Lucas is always trying shit out. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to stick this to the... I'm just going to throw this at the wall. Maybe it sticks, maybe it doesn't, but fuck it. I'm going to give a shot anyway. Listen, George Lucas goes up to the plate and fucking takes full swing. Right. He is He's not swinging as hard as he can every pitch. It he is matter. not going for the ground ball seeing high single. He is trying to go 500 feet to the parking lot with every he is, swing. He is not concerned about doubles, triples, <laughs> bunts, not sacrifice flies, <laughs> nothing. Parking lot or bust with this guy. Okay? <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. And as a fan, I enjoy that he's like he's going for it. I appreciate that. It shows that you're thinking and you're not only giving fans what they want originally, but also kind of giving them new ideas and new shit to play with. Not necessarily toys, but you know what? It's the Star Wars universe, so there's right, bound exactly. to be merch. So like, is there any single thing that happened in the sequel trilogy that you're like, oh, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't mind reading a book about that. No, not one fucking thing. <laughs> there's not one fucking element in the sequel trilogy, trilogy that you're like, huh, I, I really wish somebody would go deeper into what that's about and what's going on there. The no. Only, the only thing I can think of maybe is like, a movie where Luke arrives at that exile planet in like the first couple of years or so, but even that sounds boring to me. 
okay, but is there a Boba Fett level character that you can go into depth about? I mean, maybe Benicio del Toro's character from maybe. Red Jedi, but but that's like it. Yeah, because all the other all the other characters of the sequel trilogy, they're pretty much like you know you know everything about Kylo and Rey. You pretty much know everything about Finn. There's no need to go into like his like backstory, what he was. Not, I'm not even was. talking about I'm not even talking about main characters. The great thing about Star Wars is it its universe is so packed with stuff, interesting stuff. Right. That like okay, just take the cantina scene. The cantina scene alone, every fucking alien in that scene has his own EU book. <laughs> every single one. You can't say that about any scene in the sequel trilogy. I mean, who are we going to read a book about the, the fat guy on Jakku that gives everybody the bread? No, I don't want to fucking hear what this guy's story is. No interest in Rose Tico? None? Nothing? I mean... I apparently I'm not the only one since they fucking cut her out of the third movie entirely. That's true. Um, Seriously, where what? Never mind. You know what? That's a whole nother. Okay. Just Go the ahead. world building is off. They think that what people want to see is these characters that they've created, uh, that they've made fundamentally uninteresting, except for Kylo Ren. But all his interesting shit went out the window at the beginning of the Rise of Skywalker. Mandalorian is better because what the Mandalorian is trying to do is it's just trying to tell a very simple story that's epic, that kind of is in resonance with what the fandom expects the kind of storytelling to be from Star Wars. It, it gives you it gives you an idea of something like you're right, because when the original trilogy came out in the 70s, it was very dependent on the storytelling because there was i mean to some extent to a larger extent maybe the special effects but the storytelling it was something that had never even been contemplated before it was basically an epic space western is pretty much what star wars was i mean not even a western it's like for lack of a better term it's kind of the lord of the rings in space or or the bottom line is it's 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 building on just taking a lot of these kind of heroes on quests and a lot of this mythological stuff and like filtering it down into what is at its most important levels and then just turning that into this story and that the story is what made the characters into something that people love and now later you're just trying to make more stuff with those characters that's that doesn't have the underlying stuff that made people love them in the first place so they're just pumping they're just pumping out more and more content with a Star Wars name behind it. Exactly. The Mandalorian has good underlying stuff. And that's the point. The sequel trilogy started with some started with a complete ripoff of some other stuff, so fine. <clears throat> Tried to build something new, people hated it. So then we had to go 180 degrees and now we got nothing. We've done everything possible to just tear down a house that was already kind of dilapidated so like what what are we even doing at this point right with palpatine being in episode nine that's when i was just like all right that no i i can't there's there's, there's nothing there's nothing to see it's nothing to see because you're just be, you're being lazy that's what it, that's what it was in my opinion you were just lazy but it's not laziness though it's them feeling like if we tried to do anything else or anything new the fans are not going to respond well to it 
and that's because they didn't understand what the fans actually wanted in the first place. So you're saying if there wasn't if wasn't anything to do, I don't know. I think I would appreciate like at least trying like a new you know dark emperor like somebody I've never heard of or like somebody from a, an outlandish fucking book that that I'd never read before, and then they're just like, oh, we want to use this because. Nobody's never seen it before, so it's a fresh idea. We can do something with it. This would be who Kylo and Ray take on at the end. I would have been like, all right, that's interesting. I want to see that. But you don't need another. You caught a character that you spent two movies trying to build up as this big next evil guy. Why isn't Kylo just the main bad guy? Why isn't Kylo the main villain? Why do you need Palpatine? Work out the rest of your story from there. Why? Why do you need Palpatine? What do you need Palpatine for? It just totally subverts Kylo's whole fucking story arc. And I don't get started. This is not a Star Wars sequel. This is not. It's not. It's no. not. We're just doing we're just doing some festivist style grievances about at the end here. We're moving on. Moving um, on. Probably the largest sector of fandom is what? Comics, Marvel, DC. One of the biggest, I mean, if not the biggest. I don't know. Star Wars might be bigger, but Marvel's out there. Marvel's got a deep well of fans. <laughs> they 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 got they got some footholds. They do. How do we think Marvel has done over the last you know, what is it now? Ten years? Twelve years? First, well, Iron Man was in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So, what's that? God, 13 years? Jesus. 13, 14 years? Yeah. God damn, they're, they're teenagers that have seen an entire universe get spawned. There are uh, people that only know Captain America as a guy from the movies. Right. And to those kids, I say, pick up a fucking comic book, will you? I think Marvel has done pretty well with some with very few missteps. Do you agree or disagree with that? I agree with that. Like, they've been really true to the source material. If you read an Iron Man comic and you watch the Iron Man movie with Robert Downey Jr., they are pretty much the same. They're both that type of capitalistic, narcissistic, very, very full of himself. Um, There's no real difference. If you pick up a Captain America comic book, which if you've not picked up a Captain America comic book, fucking pick up a comic book, read read america read pretty strong similarities between the movie and the chris evans character not really going to see that with the hulk all that much right because well the character is constantly changing so right it's hard to go from ed norton to mark ruffalo and just you know okay that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother argument why change ed norton if Ed Norton wants more money, you give him more money to play Bruce Banner because it's awesome. I Honestly, love Mark I didn't Ruffalo. Love, I didn't love Ed Norton, but I think Ruffalo's way just better. Hate Ed, you just hate Ed Norton because you of know Ratner. I don't. You know one of my favorite movies has Ed. Two of my favorite movies have Ed Norton in them. So just stop. Just stop. You, hate, right you now. just no. You just hate Ed Norton because of what he did to uh, Mikey and Rounders. You just continue to hold that grudge. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> For the movies, do you feel like they picked the right story arcs for each movie? Uh, I've got issues with Captain Marvel, but other than that, I think everything's fine. Okay, what's your issue with the arc they use for Captain Marvel, for those that don't know? I think it has. It might have more to do with Brie Larson, um, and that she just doesn't seem like that into playing this character. Really? But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't fully formulated opinion. There's just something about it that's off, and I can't put my finger on it. But, um, and I don't like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies are fine, but they're not, they're not all the way where, I mean, I like Peter Parker to be Peter Parker. I don't like when Peter Parker is Tony Stark Jr., basically. Yeah, that was a little, that's, that's still a little confusing to me, but whatever. But we're getting into the weeds here, and what we really need to talk about is essentially why Marvel is able to have all this success, but DC continues to shoot itself in the foot over and over again with some of its bigger characters. Can we just can we just start with Batman? Can we just start there? Batman fundamentally is a detective, am I right? <sighs> Or or am I or am I just or am I just reading way too much into why Ra's al Ghul calls him that? It depends on who's I mean, it depends on who's writing him. It depends on what direction you want to take the character in. But that's the greatness of that character is that he Are there multiple directions you can do Batman though? Yeah, you can do the straight up detective angle, you can do the vigilante angle, you can do the look at how many different takes there are in the four different portrayals of him we have i think that's the problem that dc has that marvel doesn't want they have a character and they stick to one framework like if you're gonna do i don't need detective batman and vigilante batman and whatever the hell else okay as long as i've read batman comic looked at a batman movie watched batman the animated show he's been well not so much in the animated series because in the animated series it was definitely more of a detective I think maybe I prefer him on the detective side. Okay. Probably because, you know, the animated series was the best portrayal of Batman, period. Okay, so you'd be totally happy with a Batman movie where he just walks around, looks at evidence, solves crimes, but doesn't beat anybody in the face. That's you're talking, fine. You're There's talking to somebody people. that openly watches, that has openly watched 22 seasons of Law & Order SVU. Yes, I would watch that movie. Okay, there's other people that would be like, hey, how the fuck, why the fuck isn't Batman beating people in the face? That's what I'm saying. Like, you just have different aspects of that character and, and different aspects get focused on depending on who's making the thing. But then who's they writing don't... the thing, who's making the thing. But they, but then they go into like the Ben Affleck slash Frank Miller style Batman. It's like, ugh, there's way too much going on. Like, I feel like DC needs to settle on one type of Batman for a while, for like a true. decade, you know? I don't think that's true. Because I think the problem is that DC, okay, in the, uh, when was Dark Knight? Uh, the Dark Knight was in 2005, 2006, right around there. Right around there. And Iron Man was in 2007, uh, 2008. These two companies got two different they extracted two different meanings or the, both of these movies were successful and Warner brothers extracted one reason why Batman was successful and Marvel extracted one reason why Iron Man was successful. And I think maybe Warner got the wrong reasoning behind why dark Knight was successful. They th- and the problem is, is going to go back to why Batman who has all these different aspects that you can focus on 
we've seen that you can make Batman totally unrealistic and cartoony and campy, and that works. That's yeah. 66 Adam West. You can also go the completely other way, make Batman super realistic, super as or as realistic as you can make a story about a fucking guy that dresses as a bat and fights crime. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can make it super realistic and say, and you could have that work. So when Dark Knight was successful, Warner said, oh, people like super realistic stuff. We got to make sure that everything everything is that way is super realistic and has this kind of edge to it, um, which is totally the wrong. Yes, that works for Batman, but when you try to make Superman edgy, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Superman does not have that in his fucking. That's not one of his aspects. Superman is not out here just beating people to death for just not necessarily for kicks, but you know. Superman's not Superman doesn't have that in him. He doesn't he doesn't have that mean streak. Listen, all I'm going to say is if you go to the Fortress of Solitude and you look at Superman's CD rack. <laughs> you're not going to find any my chemical romance. Oh my god. You're going to see some Pat Boone. <laughs> you're going to see John Denver's going to be in John there. Denver's going to be in there. There's a not lot gonna... of upbeat, hopeful stuff. Yeah, there's it's... not going to be Nirvana. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's um, not an edgy dude. He's an idealistic dude. He always wants to believe the best about everybody. That's the point. That's why we like him. We don't want to see him being edgy, snapping people's necks. It's just not the look for Superman. I'm sorry. Is it possible, is it very possible that DC just doesn't know how to tell a damn story? Okay. The, the, I'm sorry, not DC, not DC, the DC Extended Universe. Is it possible they don't know how to tell a story? Or they know and they just, or they're trying and they're just doing it all wrong. For, for example, the worst example I can bring up is probably the Green Lantern movie, which sucks because Green Lantern is my favorite DC character of all time. The Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, the casting of Hal Jordan was about the only thing they got right. That's about it. Everything else was completely wrong. There's a particular issue with that character in general that I think is really preventing him from working on the big screen. Really? Um, I don't think that anybody had any idea what to do with a character like that. I think they do now. But when that movie came out, there just wasn't a template for telling a kind of you know, spacefaring story with all these weird dudes. But Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok, now people are more used to seeing this kind of a story. So I think if you tried to make it now, I mean, if I was, if I was Warner, I would just drive a dump truck full of cash to Taika Waititi's house and be like, look, make our Green Lantern movie. Yes. Do it. Just make it <laughs> like a, you clearly understand how to make all this weird shit fit together. Just, just do it. But again, before that, they, they just did not understand how to make this kind of a comic into a movie. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out here saying that DC can't make a good movie that is true to the source material and something that fans of that character will enjoy because they've done it twice now with wonder woman and yeah i'm gonna say it i hope teves agrees with me but aquaman 
as a character, I understand why people are just like, oh, Aquaman, whatever, he sucks. But Aquaman, the film, better than people give it credit for. Yeah, it's got a lot. But again, I think the only reason Aquaman is successful is because they were able to take a lot of Guardians DNA and put it into Aquaman. Right. You're going to have all these weird things happening. And is there any kind of template for how to do this? We'll look at Guardians. We'll look at Thor Ragnarok and be like, okay, that's how you do that. Was Aquaman Snyder? No, that was... um... The two non-Snyder produced... Or the three, uh, sorry, rather the three non-Snyder produced Warner properties are probably the best ones. Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. Uh, James Wan was Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm sorry, James Wan no, was Jenkins. Aquaman. James Wan was Aquaman. I mean, a, maybe Patty Jenkins gets, gets it. Uh, looking at Wonder Woman 1984, uh, I don't know. It's not so great. <laughs> I mean, J- James Wan is also the, the man behind the two Conjuring films. So, you know what? I'll take it. But, okay. So, DC and Warner, they took the lesson that, oh, people want edgy. They want dark. They want realistic. That's what they want. Marvel said, we, took, we made this Iron Man movie. And we kept it relatively as close to the comics as we could. So, maybe... Instead of like X-Men, where we're afraid to like let people see the silly costumes that X-Men normally wear, <laughs> put everybody in black leather, maybe we lean into fully going the, the, the way the comics go. I don't, I don't know. Why is that seen as like a bad idea, Hollywood? What the hell? Because back, I mean, there's this whole thing where in the 90s, like comic book movies were ashamed that they were actually comp. It's all back to you know, nerds being something that was not favorable to be in the 90s, but then as things changed after Lord of the Rings, all of a sudden people were like, well, this nerd stuff's pretty cool. Then it became more okay to, like, fully embrace the nerd stuff. Right. So that's when you get uh, Tony Stark in the full-on Iron Man suit that looks like Iron Man and that's when you know phase one starts and you get all this happening that clearly probably the correct approach is to lean into what people loved about these characters and these stories in the first place rather than trying to change everything up to chase this audience that is maybe not there right and this is something that you always say to me about the MCU versus the DCEU, and I agree 100%. Um, Teebs always says that the MCU is more about people with powers, and then the DCEU is like they don't get what people like about characters outside of Wonder Woman and Aquaman. No, I mean, that's true to a certain extent. What I mean is the Marvel, ca- the Marvel characters are more about people first like they try to build their characters based on real people whereas dc is more about being mythic like superman's a mythic character he's not really knowable or understandable on a human level the only one that is is kind of batman he is more human now even batman is like there are certain 
depictions of Batman where you couldn't have a conversation with that guy because he's operating so far on so many levels ahead of you that like you, you he's not even aware of what's going like <laughs> he's so far ahead of everyone that it, it doesn't like you're not even going to have a conversation with that guy this is the thing that kills me about Warner though Warner animation a thousand percent gets it they get what Why people is like that? about these characters. They get what people want to see. They get it. Why can't somebody be like, yo, Paul Dini, apparently you know what the fuck is up. Why don't you make some movies? Why don't you tell us what's going on here? No, they just want to keep put they just want to keep tying big names and like big budgets big- to shit and not knowing why people want to see. Big actors, big directors. Like, can you name one bad Warner Brothers animated movie based in the um, DC universe? Killing Joke is pretty bad. Killing Joke is pretty bad for many, many reasons. But again, that's I think that's more to do with that subject matter because all the, those hyper-violent, hyper-quote-unquote adult books from the 80s look ridiculous now. It's right. Like, oh, really? Like... This is what you thought being an adult was? Like lots of boobs and just shooting at people? and (laughs) That's just as juvenile as the other stuff. Justice League Unlimited, a thousand percent. Zack Snyder, or whoever's going to be doing the Justice League. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to take all of the Justice League Unlimited series. I need you to take it all. I need you to go into a bunker. I'm going to lock you in for a month. With just those DVDs, watch them all day, every day. You're going to come out, then make your Justice League movie. That's the only way. That's the way. Okay. We're not is too scared to take a risk on putting someone in charge of these franchises that might actually know what the fuck they're doing. They have to get a name because their investors demand that there be a name there. Nobody fucking knew who Kevin Feige was. Before, not a like, soul, not, not a goddamn not person, a goddamn soul. No one know who knew who he was, but he was the fucking guy that knew how to put it all together, and he put it all together, and now it's going great. DC doesn't have that guy; they just keep trying big name Hollywood people. Don't fucking know anything about comics, and that's why your fucking comic universe is a shithole. Sorry, <laughs> excuse my French. That's the bottom line. Hasn't DC tried to do it with Jeff Johns a little bit? Jeff Johns wrote some stuff, but again, Jeff Johns maybe not the guy. Yeah, and I can't even think who the guy is. Like, like they they tried Jeff Johns, they tried Zack Snyder, fucking Paul geez. Dini. Get your fucking Warner animation guys in there. Get Bruce. Seriously, get Bruce, Bruce Tim. Get Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim knows some shit. DC, come on. All right. Jesus, you have the guys you need in the fucking building. They're in the building. Fucking meeting. They're in the building. Stop going to the damn penthouse for the big names. Go into the basement. Go into the sub basement where your animated guys are. Fucking find a guy. God. This is straight up the podcast where we just basically anoint Bruce Tim the head of the DCEU. And I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. No, I, I listen. If they did that, maybe I'd consider watching your fucking shit. But as it stands right now, I've got no interest in watching four hours of Zack Snyder jerking off with a fucking batarang. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
and now what? There's a there's a possible J.J. Abrams Superman. Just no, stop, stop it. I don't want to talk about that. Stop it. Just no. They need to stop giving J.J. shit. I mean, is he going to finish the movie or is he just going <laughs> to hand it off and fuck somebody else? No. Listen, J- Listen, JJ is not JJ is not the right idea here, DC. He's just not Warner, okay. DC, Warner, stop taking sloppy seconds. Go take risks. Find your own guys. You got That's your it. own guy in house. Find your own guys. Okay. Zack Snyder's not the Zack Snyder was your guy, but clearly he doesn't get the idea. He doesn't get what it's about. I'm not saying he's a bad director. He's good at making movies. He's just probably the wrong guy for Justice League and Superman. Might be the right guy for Batman or some other properties. I don't know. All I'm saying is, look, Warner Brothers, just peel off $8 million, let Bruce Tim make Hawkman. I'm telling you, that shit will make hundreds of millions of dollars because he'll get it. He'll understand what people want to see about Hawkman. He'll make a dope Hawkman movie. Then all of a sudden, people are buying Hawkman merchandise. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what you need to do. Listen, did Marvel come out and say, all right, we're going to make fucking Captain America and Spider-Man? No, they were like, let's start with, let's not take the huge risk on one of our big tier, big high name characters. Let's start with somebody like Iron Man, right level character. Let's take him, see if we can't do not a lot of risk there, because even if the movie doesn't do well, it's not like it's going to tarnish the great reputation of Iron Man. Because who the because who the shit knows about fucking Iron Man? Right. So let's just take a guy and then take a shot. You know, I don't know. But yes, if I was Warner, just fucking use the guys you got in house already. Stop driving dump trucks of cash to people. J.J. Abrams has already messed. He's already shown that he can't do anything with Star Wars, and he probably can't do. He hasn't. He didn't do much with Star Trek. Another ruined, huge. Well, he didn't ruin it, but it's 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 definitely not great. <laughs> Warner Brothers, let Bruce Tim do Hawkman. Let Bruce Tim cook. Let him do Hawkman. <laughs> okay. Let I can't. Somebody do Green Lantern. I can't believe that we just endorsed, we just publicly endorsed a Hawkman movie on this podcast. I think we're the only ones to do it. Now that there is a template with the Thor movies and with all these other movies, I would actually be okay with a Hawkman movie. I think it'd be dope. It would be dope. <laughs> you get the right guy doing it, I would go see Hawkman first day. The Google- just, just Hawkman, just like his his... His silhouette is on the poster. There's a big light behind him. You just see the mask and like the feathers and shit. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. The the Google search man. The Google search for Hawkman is gonna skyrocket after this podcast because normal people don't know who the hell Hawkman is. Yo, Warner, Wonder Twins, just get on it. All right, st- make it happen. Too much. Do a Wonder Twins movie. See, now I'm wondering, now in my head, I'm already thinking about what would a Royster Brothers Wonder Twins project look like. So we're going to have to think about that. We're going to have to think about that later. Uh, Teams and Kid Phoenix, the content rolls on, folks. It just keeps going. Content does roll on. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. We're just going to keep staying out here grinding on these leather asses of ours. Final thoughts. Let Bruce Tim cook. Let Bruce Tim cook. That's the final thought. Marvel, don't fuck up bringing mutants into the Marvel U. That's yeah, it. Don't, That's all yeah. I say. Marvel, don't yeah. fuck it up. 
you have two things that you cannot f up. You have the X Men coming, and you have Fantastic Four coming. You cannot don't fuck mess up Doctor Doom. Don't you fuck up the X Men. You don't can't mess that up. You can't. Otherwise, you'll just you'll just lose all credibility. You can fuck up the Fantastic Four. That's fine. Do not fuck up Doctor Doom. Don't. Do yeah, it. because we've already we've already seen you mess up the Fantastic Four once. Uh, that wasn't really Marvel's fault, and they fucked it up twice actually. Depending on how you feel about the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four. <laughs> All right. Tears and Kid Phoenix, we're rolling. We're getting out of here. We're going to work on our uh, Wonder Twins project. Yeah, but, we got to uh, go write a fucking Wonder <laughs> Twins movie now. <laughs> we, listen, we have so many projects. Seriously, call us up, Hollywood. Hollywood. We, Look, we, we're listen, right here. We're right here. We will listen. If you don't want to free let, most nights, you want to talk about some IP, let's talk about it. If you want to bring dump trucks of money to somebody's houses, we can give you our address. I don't even need a dump truck. Just bring me a Toyota Prius trunk full of cash. <laughs> That'll be fine. No, no, what I want, what I want is the money bag with the dollar sign on it. You just bring I, one, listen, one of those, I, I'm fine. I like a nice briefcase, a nice touch, crisp, non-sequential bills in there. Nice. It's just very, it's classic look. We're already trying to get money from DC and Casper mattresses. We don't have Casper mattress money yet? We don't. We don't. What do we have to do, Casper? We're still waiting. We have a podcast. We're still waiting for our Casper check. Jesus. (laughs) perhaps perhaps season two we'll we'll see but teams and kid phoenix we're out of here that's it that's it it's over so what are you doing go home before you before you go before you go home just remember to like subscribe tell your friends have those friends tell friends yes now get the hell out of here now get the hell out and go home what's happening we're done do something else now do something read some comic books yeah read some comic books and if you're bruce tim go into the office and demand they give you hawkman (laughs) (laughs) bruce tim bruce tim patron patron saint of dc we love you we're out of here we're out